I live in Israel. This season is dedicated to the memory of the 1,400 of my countrymen who were massacred on October 7th, and the 240 people that were kidnapped and are being held hostage by the terrorist organization Hamas. Hopefully they will be returned to their families as soon as possible, and hopefully this terrible war will be able to come to a peaceful end very soon. Welcome to Minute 30 of Season 6 of Movie Around Minute, the daily podcast where we take a Capra-esque journey through the 1946 classic, It's a Wonderful Life, One Minute at a Time. I'm Rob, and joining me today to finish off week number six is Lisa Leahy of the Rabbit Hole Podcast. Welcome back to the show, Lisa. Hello. I figured I'd hang out with you one last day before I go back into the hole for the winter. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna take your mother on you. Hey, uh, yes, you know what? She'll certainly have something to say about it. That's fine. okay. Then then I'm gonna call the police. <laughs> there you go. Do that. That that's a better idea because my mother will just be here for days and we'll never get out of here. Um. Okay. <laughs> Especially with those cats. <laughs> yes, you gotta look out for that. My goodness. That's true. Understandable. <laughs> so, minute thirty begins with. Uh, Mary starting to threaten George mm-hmm. and ends with a board meeting. <laughs> I mean, as you do, it's a perfectly uh, reasonable transition. Uh, of course. Well, I mean, they, they do it a nice way. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll explain, uh, you know, yes. how that, how that, how they get there. So it, it, it sort of makes sense. Sorry. And, <laughs> So we, we, we ended things yesterday with Mary getting a little uh, uh, trapped in in a uh, hydrangea bush mm-hmm. with uh, uh, without her robe. Uh, let's keep it at that because yes. we don't really know, you know, we don't we don't know what she is or isn't uh, wearing at this point. And again, it doesn't matter. That's part of the <laughs> the joke of this whole scene is, is that we don't need to know. Correct. It doesn't matter. You know, she she is not dressed properly. I think that's that's Correct. the the appropriate way to look at it. And an and accident it. has occurred, and she has lost her robe. She has disrobed. That's right. <laughs> I'm no I'm so happy that you case, said that and not me. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny to me. <laughs> yes, I, I I agree. I think it is, <laughs> and. George starts getting an idea of, uh, you know, maybe he's, uh, you know, he's just playing around with her a little bit. Uh, you know, isn't going to give her back the robe right around away. the bushes. That's right. And then she, she, she ended yesterday's minute by saying, "Shame on you!" And she goes, "I'm going to tell your mother on you." Which is the greatest. <laughs> like, that's an authentic threat for that time period. Do Do you think that that's like a? a uh, a threat that's going to help. Forget about what, what George answers in a second. But in general, for her to say, I'm going to tell your mother on you, you know, what's she going to say? You know, your son, your 21-year-old son accidentally took my robe and refused to give it back. And here I am in the bushes with very little, I, yeah, no right? clothes on. 
I mean, she would never because she's going to be mortified no matter what she does. But um, I think he's the kind of guy who would be embarrassed by the way he treated a girl. Um, so it might be worth the threat, but there's nothing she could say that wouldn't mortify her in telling that story. Correct. So she's got no way to win here. None. Right. And there's also another problem. How is she going to tell his mother on him? <laughs> How's she going to get there? <laughs> that is right. She, she's going to have a little bit of a problem getting there. You are right. Finally, you are finally. right. Okay. And, and then his response is great. He goes, well, uh, my mother's way up there on the corner there. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Like, well, she's way, I mean, it's the same kind of thing you're saying. Like, well, how exactly are you going to get over there to do that? <laughs> That's right. Which, which tells us that he's not that far from his house at this point. True. Yeah. But it doesn't matter how far. Anything not in that hydrangea bush is too far for her. Correct. Now, Might as well be on the moon. Do you think he's also trying to to say that his mother uh, actually might approve of this? No, no, she would never. Because, I mean, we'll we'll see later on. I I think it's next week or the week after. You know, she's she's very much wants Mary for George. Mm -hmm. You know, so. Right. But maybe not in these types. Maybe not not through these circumstances. (laughs) Not when, you know, he's got her robe and poor Mary is stuck in this bush. No, that's not quite the ideal of what she's expecting for her son. That's right. That's right. No, she 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 likes Mary and, and probably yes. she makes it seem as if she wants her uh, that, that she might be very good for George. Now, she I might agree. she might be very good for George because George is able to tease her. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it's too good. Yeah, I'm not really sure. So she she ups her threats. And then she says, well, I'm, I'll call the police. Mm-hmm. And the response is, also well, not going to work. Well, they're, they're, they're <laughs> way downtown. Yeah, they're further than his mom. There's no way. That's right. And he says, and, and you know what? They'd be on my side anyway. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so, I mean, we. <laughs> Which is probably darn true. That's right. Well, we, we met Bert last week. And, uh, you know, Bert did make a comment about the fact that, uh, you know, he saw what, when they saw Violet walking down the street. You know, he turns to them and says, uh, I'm going to go home and visit the wife, <laughs> which is a very <laughs> veiled reference. Very uh, sneaky, sneaky. That's yes. right. It's a veiled reference to to, uh, you know, he he's t- going to take a little little break in the afternoon from from work. Mm-hmm. So I, maybe <clears throat> maybe yes. that is what George is is getting at here that, uh, you know, you, you can go and say something <laughs> to Bert, but I don't think Bert is really going to care. He's going to be on my side of this. Yeah, <laughs> I think he might be. <laughs> you know, Bert, Bert is the uh, apparently local horn dog. You know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's also funny. He says they're way downtown. Bedford Falls is not that large of a community. You know, there, is there a downtown and a uptown and things like that? Well, I mean, there is a downtown. But again, I think it's a reference to, you know, if they're not in that hydrangea bush, she is far too far away from them to do anything. That's true. That's a, a good point. And she says, okay, then then I'm going to scream. Mm-hmm. And I love his response. He goes, well, maybe <laughs> maybe I can sell tickets. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it, I love it. I think it's funny. Yes, I, I think it's hilarious. So the, the whole idea of, of selling tickets and, and uh, ticket resale. You know, do do you know like a, a another term for that? 
ticket real resale scalping. Scalping. There you go. Do you yeah. know any other other phrases besides scalping? Being a jerk. Um, no, no, I think I, you'll probably say one that I recognize, but scalping is what's coming. To OK, mind. there's also touting ticket touting. Nope, that's not one I would have come up with. Um, the, the whole idea is, uh, you know, you, you buy tickets uh, for admission to some event. Usually it'll be a sporting event. Yep. Or maybe a concert or something like that, and then concerts, yeah. and then you you sell the tickets, uh, you know, at a much larger uh, uh, fair, <laughs> mm-hmm. and people make people make a lot of money on those type of things. It's bad, yeah. It's only gotten worse. Yes, yeah, but 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 it's also illegal to do so. Uh, right. Well, people don't care. No, but I, I, it's only illegal to do it outside, right? I mean, if you if you buy online, you could sell online, can't you? Oh, totally. I yeah, mean, that, do I don't think that's that's considered illegal. You know, I think the idea is, uh, you know, selling it at the, on the spot or something like that. Standing, you know, lo- right. maybe it's because of loitering around type of thing. Could be. Yeah. But the, the term scalper actually uh, comes from the idea of, of uh, people that used to sell railroad tickets at lower rates. Well, that's better than the violent form of scalping. Right. Well, I think that's the whole idea. This, that I, I think it comes from the same idea that you know to scalp is yeah. to cut down, right? Cut back, or, yeah. So that's like, fair. So maybe it's to cut the price, but nowadays mm-hmm. it's the exact opposite. <laughs> that, yeah, uh, I think you're right. You know, I, I doubt that you're very often going to be able to find a uh, a ticket that you know to a sporting event or or a concert or something like that that is going to be cheaper. No, definitely. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it's become a, a very a, a very pro- prolific uh, way of, of of earning money, I guess you can say. Mm-hmm. Um, a whole bunch of different... Absolutely. Different countries have different uh, rules and laws about whether you're allowed to. Uh, in Australia, if they catch you, that they they will uh, void the tickets. Oh wow! There are places that even have like uh, you have to pass through in a much like an outer checkpoint, and if you don't have a ticket, you can't go hmm. in. You can't get closer. You know that type of thing. Interesting. Right. Right. Um, in Canada, it's it's illegal to uh, to resell tickets. Uh, unless you have permission from the the person who originally sold it to you, and they have uh, some some very large fines it, that can go yeah like it, no transfers and stuff yeah it yeah. can go up to two hundred thousand uh, dollars the 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 fine for for doing that huh. right but you you are allowed to resell at face value it's only if you try and resell yeah. them uh, to make a profit makes makes sense yeah. Uh, what other what other countries uh, have some interesting uh, things about it? So in uh, in Sweden, it's completely uh, legal, no problem. Yeah, the Swedes they don't care about these things. <laughs> Too easy going. That's right. Good for them. That's right. Um, in in England, you're not allowed to resell uh, f- uh, football soccer tickets, but there are other tickets that you're allowed to. Okay. Well, the ones that people care less about, I guess. Yeah. Um, they they 
you know, for concerts and stuff like that, they're 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 trying to stop it, but it uh, it never really worked. Hmm. You know, in the in the U.S., ticket resales is a five billion dollar industry a year. Wow, that is just amazing at how many people. Uh, yeah. You know, um, in New York State, you're only allowed to sell resell tickets that are above the face value if it's greater if uh, only up to five dollars more or ten percent, whichever is uh, lower. Huh. I like how specific these get. Well, because I guess they realize some people are going to do it anyway, so you might as well, uh, you know. Well, you're either gonna, you know, arrest everyone or like arrest a few people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I haven't been to a a sporting event or or a uh, you know or a concert in a very long time, so I don't know. If they, I mean, actually, my sons have gone to soccer games here in Israel where they're able to buy online, you know, tickets from people. Oh, yeah. Day of. In yeah. fact, at that point, people are desperate to get rid of them. So that's when it's a good time to get them. Yeah. But some people believe that it doesn't matter no matter what they're going to find someone who they're going to sell it to, you know, so they can still try to make as much of a profit as possible. It's true. It's true. You know, that's what it comes down to. You know, they're, they're, they still believe that, that there's, there's no chance they're not going to sell it. So you might as well, right. you know, decide what your asking price is going to be and you don't have to go down on that one. You know, it's, it's part right. of the fallacy. Some people think that prices will, are, are true. Like I, I know people who, who do this about traveling. They say, well, if you wait until, you know, until the last minute, things will be much cheaper, but not necessarily, you know. I disagree. Not when it comes to traveling. No, but travel no or going to hotels or going away to, to, you know, to, to like a, uh, uh, a beach house or something like that. I mean, all these different types of things. And you'd think that, you know, if, if it's the last minute, it's going to be cheaper. Some places it works, some places it doesn't. Yeah. You know, some places are saying, well, well I'm not going to give it, I'm, I'm, I'd rather not rent this out if I'm not going to get the, the, the regular price for it or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And then George continues and says, let's see. No, the point is, in order to get this robe, I've got it. And he has an idea. And we, we then hear a car approaching from behind. And then he goes, I'll make a deal with you, Mary. Yeah. And it, he gets cut off. And we'll, we'll, we'll get there in a second. What do you think this deal is that he probably is going to suggest to, to Mary at this point? Oh, God, I have absolutely no idea. I have never even thought about it, to be honest with you. I just I like that it's that vague thing that you never know what they're going to. You know, it's like what Bill Murray whispers to Scarlett Johansson at the end of Lost in Translation. I don't know. I'm not meant to know. I like to okay, know. Like, like we don't know what's in the what, what's in the briefcase in uh, Pulp Fiction. That's what you're saying, more or less. Right. OK, that, that, that's right. fair. Um, I, I, I think that that's. I kind of like I like not having the answer to everything. Right. OK. Okay, but well, it, I just find it interesting that he does have some sort of idea, mm. you know. And I think it's funny. Well, he's finally he's gotten you know he's gotten used to this idea of this power that he's got. Right. But nope, now you're not. I mean, I, again, <laughs> I knowing what we know about George Bailey, I don't think his uh, his request will be something uh, unfathomable. You know, I think his. His idea will probably be, I will give this back to you if you go out on a date with me tomorrow night or something like that. Right. Exactly. Oh, it's not going to be anything like you exactly. know, malicious, but um, 
Yeah. You know, I think I think that's what it comes down to. But again, I, I, I think you're right. It's it's nice that they leave it open, especially based on what happens at this very moment. And then we we hear uh screaming in the background, and we hear George, 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 come on home, quick. Your father's had a stroke. And we, we see that that's uh, Uncle Uncle Billy. You know, he comes, he drives down in a car with, uh, ha- uh, Harry is with him also. As you mentioned earlier this week, as soon as George hears this, you know, he just, th- the robe to Mary, not even thinking about it anymore. You know, as far as yeah. he's concerned, that's it. Yep, something you know, else is going it. on. We're, we're, we're done with the, the, the games here. You know, take it. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll, we'll move along from there. Mm-hmm. He goes, what? He turns to Mary and goes, Mary, Mary, I'm sorry. I've got to go. And they say, come on, George, let's hurry. And then George goes, did you get a doctor? Yes. Campbell's there now. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the tone is so it, like abruptly yes. shifted. Like, this is much more important. We got to go right, right now. Now, my biggest, my first question is, how did they find them so easily? You know, and. It's a small town. It, you it's said a that small before. town. They've probably been driving around. Okay, looking for that's him. right. But Harry, first of all, Harry apparently didn't jump into the pool because he's still in his tux. Or he's still in George's tux. Yeah. You know, it's not even his tux. But uh, you know, there's there's complete shock here. And you know, the but even though George is in shock, the first thing he does is give Mary back the the robe. You know, he doesn't he doesn't uh of course uh fall into like a stupor with his shock. He still has a little bit of clarity. He's a gentleman. Uh, he's definitely a gentleman. Absolutely. But he has clarity at the beginning in order to give it back to her. You know, in order mm-hmm. to to move forward with whatever he he needs to do right now. You know, um, and I I mean, as I said, we know that Harry didn't jump in the pool because of this, but then it makes you wonder why didn't Harry jump in the pool? Because here you have, you know, an eighteen year old at at the prom. You know, you'd think mm-hmm. that he would have jumped in. Right. Um. Maybe he knew that he looked too good in the tux and he didn't. Uh, it's possible. <laughs> Anything is possible. It's it's funny that that George asks if they call the doctor. Like, is it more important to find George? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, of course that's going to be his first question. You know, like he's worried Correct. about somebody's health. He wants to make sure the doctor is on their way, and not they're not wasting time. No, it's not more important to find George. It's important to make sure that's this right. guy's life is right. saved. You know, right? And and I love that they just automatically just throw out a name. The doctor Campbell is already there. You know. Doesn't doesn't mm-hmm. really make a difference, you know. Do Do you know what the name what the name Campbell means? Okay, it's a, no. it's a Gaelic word that means crooked mouth. Yes. No kidding. Which which is actually really huh. funny that that's the name of the doctor. You know, the the doctor is crooked mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is the it. third most common surname in Northern Ireland. The fourth most common mm-hmm. in Jamaica, the seventh most common in Scotland, the twelfth most common in Canada, eighteenth in Australia, and forty-first most common in the U.S. Interesting. I mean that that means there are a lot of people named Campbell in the world. There are a lot of Campbells out there. Yep. And in England, it's the sixty-fifth most uh, popular ah. name. Um, it can be either a first name or a last name. I'm not going to start going through names of people. Uh, the, the only one that jumped out at me was Campbell Scott. Same. Uh, for the first name. The the last name, I have pages and pages of uh, of names Yeah, here. we don't need to go through that. <laughs> yeah. No, we won't. Don't worry about it. 
<laughs> That's time I don't have. Uh, we there's always time, but 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 we'll uh, you know. Did you know that the the uh, musician Beck, his name is really Beck Campbell. I don't know if I knew that. Something in my brain is ringing, but I don't knew know if I would have been able to give you that had you not said it just now. No, okay, no, never, never heard that before. <laughs> Didn't know that. Um, and then as they they drive off, so the music swells, and we see, uh, you know, Mary pops her head out. Uh, of the bushes and she she looks very sad you know she realizes what's Something's going wrong. on you know yeah but it could also be that she's she's also sad of the fact that uh you know her evening with george has been uh suspended you know not just because of the circumstances but you know she was you know she maybe wanted to continue this 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 quiet evening with george yeah would have been fun yeah, we get a swipe of the of the the screen, and the 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 scene changes, and now we are in a uh, a boardroom, an office. We see on the, mm-hmm. on in the back a picture of Peter Bailey, and then we have uh, I guess the chairman speak, and he says, uh, "I think that's all we'll need from you, George. I know you're anxious to make a train." And he yeah. says, "I have a taxi waiting downstairs." And then the he's trying to scoot. That's right. And then the, the, the chairman says, uh, I want the board to know that George gave up his trip to Europe to help straighten things out here these past few months. So, mm-hmm. first of all, it's it's very interesting that, that he's making this statement. You'd think that people would realize it. You know, th- this is a small yeah. town. You know, it's not as if he's, you know, telling them anything new. The, these people apparently are, right. all know the circumstances of why George is there. This is more for us. You know, it's it's to tell us yeah. that three months have or a few months have passed. Uh, it is, I think, three months. So uh, maybe maybe yeah, next some week. exposition. It's right. helping us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I I think they do a nice job of that. So, you know, to they explain, do. It's not too glaring. Right. Once again, it explains George's predicament. You know that that as much as he wants to get out, he's 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 stuck. Yep. And there's there's nothing else that he can do there. You know, except for George's gathering up his things as this is all going on. And people are going to have to come back on Monday to find out what actually happens here. There it is. Yeah. But not with me. No, unfortunately, not with you. Not with you. So do you have anything else you want to say about this particular minute, Lisa? No, I think we covered it all. All right. And is there anything you want to say about the movie in general? No, I'm pretty happy. This is this is the spot that I really like best, so I'm pretty happy that I got to chat with you about it. All right, great. So every Friday we have a segment called Oscar Oops. The idea behind this uh, segment is the fact that, uh, you know, over the many decades of Oscars, so, uh, you know, everyone has their opinions as to who should have won, uh, who wasn't nominated, who should have been nominated. You know, there's, 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 always, there's controversy every year when it comes to the Oscars. Uh, there, there are people who are there's always going to be someone who's disappointed every year when it comes to the Oscars, yes. uh, not just the people who don't win. I'm talking about the, the fans. <laughs> That's what it comes down to. Yes. So the idea of this segment is that, uh, you know, It's a Wonderful Life was nominated for Best Picture in 1946. It lost to the best years of our lives. And, you know, that, that brings up the question as to, uh, you know, what what mistakes have the Oscar voters made over the years based on obviously the perspective of of uh, each of my guests, so yes, we the experts, the real That's experts, right. exactly. 
So, Lisa, why don't you tell us uh, what are the five movies that you think should have won Best Picture? Obviously, it must be something that was nominated, uh, but but didn't yes. win for some reason. So start with your number five uh, and we'll work your way up. Oh, I don't think I actually ranked them. I think I just put them. I just did them. No, by you got to rank them. Gotta um, rank them. Okay, so my number five, let me see, would probably be Mystic River should have won over Return of the King. Um, Now, Return of the King is a brilliant film. So it's like I was actually looking to this point where I'm going, you know, I don't really disagree with a whole lot of these. Um, But that was one where I was like, you know, I really thought the performances in Mystic River were excellent. I thought the direction was excellent. Um, I'm a fan of Dennis Lehane in the original book, so I thought that was amazing. Um, I think some of that was also franchise fatigue, you know, like movies that keep going and going and going, I get a little tired of. So I was I was pretty cool thinking that, you know, that could be an option. Um, not my strongest, let's say. Um, my number three in 2017, When the Shape of Water won, which I do think is a pretty damn good movie. That was a tough category because you had three billboards um outside what was it Evan, mm-hmm. missouri and get out that year and i think those two are super good again the performances are really stellar um and i think that you know obviously the look of a film has to get in there as well but i think get out is such a spectacular film i think that's a film people are still going to be talking about 20 30 40 years into the future whereas people may have already forgotten about the shape of water um my number four, let's see, or number three, I think I'm going to go with, um, I'm going to go with in terms of quality of film as opposed to my preference. Um, and I'm going to say that uh, my number three will be LA Confidential should have won over Titanic. Um, personally, I'm a much bigger fan of LA Confidential um, over my number two pick, but I think more people will agree with me on the number two pick. In fact, I'd argue my number two pick might be a lot of people on a lot of people's list. But, um, you know, Titanic looked amazing. It's not a bad movie, but I think as far as like the acting and the story, it's fine. I mean, that movie won because of the visual spectacle. And there are plenty of films that win all those technical categories that, you know, are great and they deserve it. I don't know if they're the best picture of the year. Um, I think L.A. Confidential is an exceptional film. Um, and interestingly enough, I went to go see that movie completely blind. It's the first movie I had no idea what I was seeing oh, wow. when I went into it. Um, we had gone we had gone to see Kevin Klein's In and Out and it was sold out. And so it's like, what else that? is starting? OK, what's <laughs> L.A. Confidential? Uh, yeah. Yeah. In the long run, I definitely am. <laughs> Um, LA Confidential is starting and oh it's like this murder mystery thing and I'm like all right let's go see that and it was so good love 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 my number two is uh, Saving Private Ryan should have won over Shakespeare and Love I mean I'm an English teacher and I know Shakespeare and Love shouldn't have won I still don't understand how it won Um, especially with a film like Saving Private Ryan that movie is just it's brilliant I'm not a war movie fan Um, the irony of some of the films on my list but you know, it's it's so good. It's so exceptionally well done. Um, and again, people know Saving Private Ryan more than they know Shakespeare in Love. Um, and my number one pick, again, <laughs> going against type, but in 1979, Apocalypse Now should have won over Kramer versus Kramer. Um, and, you know, I'm over here talking about how I don't like war movies, but my top two picks for this particular category are both war movies. 
So that'll give you an idea of, of how good I think those two films actually are. <laughs> that they should have been the ones winning Best Picture those years. Those are some great choices. And people are going to have to wait until the the, the end of uh, this podcast to find out what movies I think are there. But, yeah. Ah, good to yeah. know. Good to know. But since you don't listen to my final episodes, what can I tell you? <laughs> <laughs> I may have to, just to find out this information. There you go. <laughs> All right. So, Lisa, you want to once again, for the final time this season, tell people where they can find... Lisa Lee. Absolutely. So if you want to hear me yammer on for even longer amounts of time, you can check me out on the Rabbit Hole Podcast Network. I am on Between the Scares, a podcast in which Jason Soto and I go through every film that Jason Blum and Blumhouse Productions have put out into the world. You can also catch me on Pictures and Conversations, a Rabbit Hole Podcast book club. And this is a episode, sorry, this is a show that we release the 20th of every month. We read a book, we talk about it, we complain about it, and then we decide what the next book is going to be. Um, so you should check us out. A lot of great stuff there. And if you don't like listening to me, there are plenty of other podcasters in the network. So you can find something at rabbitholepods.com to find out what other things are out there for you to All listen right. to. All right. Great. And finding me is very simple. Just do a quick search for Move Your Minute. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter. And you can find me on my website, Move Your Minute. Dot com. So, Lisa, thank you once again for joining me this season and this week. Uh, it was a lot of I, I had a lot yeah, of fun. Thank you for having me. Too. I always love chatting with you. It's a good time. All right. That's great. Yeah, really is. All right. So uh, I will be back on Monday with a new guest. But until then, have a great weekend and hot dog. Hot dog. I love you truly, truly Life with its sorrow, life with its tears.